0: One of the best ways to earn points without increasing your budget is through stacking and earning points with different programs all at once. With the Flues app, you can stack rewards by buying gift cards to Airbnb, Hotels.com, and different airlines on the app to earn cash back on top of all the points that you earn on your credit cards that give bonus points for travel purchases. Download the app via my referral code GeoBreezeTravel and get three vouchers to earn up to 35% back on merchants such as CVS, Uber Eats, DoorDash, and more. Check out the show notes to download the Flues app. Thank you to Flues for partnering with this episode of the GeoBreeze Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking.
1: One of my actually first redemptions was to fly first class on their suites from LAX to Singapore and then to New Delhi in India. So the entire leg, all of the legs were on uh, the A380, A380 with to Singapore suites. So during that time, it was 106 Singapore crisp flyer miles. But when I was checking the chart yesterday, that same flight now cost $153,000. So um, just, this is just a, a great um, opportunity to tell, I guess, your listeners that, you know, just redeem when you f- see a sweet spot or a f- phenomenal opportunity to um, get on an amazing product to use those points because they eventually lose their value.
0: Hey there, points people. You just heard a clip from Chris Abad from The Frugal Tourist. Chris has visited more than 85 countries and loves traveling in luxury, but frugally, by using points and miles. In this episode, Chris and I discuss all things Singapore Airlines. We discuss how to earn points, different routes, redemption sweet spots, and more. Also, fun fact, Chris's name is spelled K-R-I-S, just like Singapore Chris Flyer. The great thing about Singapore Chris Flyer is that a variety of different points will transfer over. You can use Chase, American Express, Citi, or Capital One. Some of the fan favorites for each of these banks are the Chase Sapphire Preferred, Amex Gold, Citi Premier, and Capital One Venture X. I'd recommend going with the Chase Sapphire Preferred if you are just starting out, but you can find links to any of those cards in the show notes. Remember, friends don't let friends apply through credit cards through Google. Always use a friend or creator's links. If you'd like to support this show when you apply for your next card, please use the link in the show notes. And now, on with the show. Hey, Chris, welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast.
1: Hey, Julia. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat about a topic I know we both love, miles and points.
0: I'm so excited to have you here too. And I know that you have traveled through so many different cool airline products. Excited to talk about Singapore Airlines and some other ones today. But before we get into all of that, tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get into the game of points and miles?
1: Yeah. So, My name is uh, Chris Abad, and I'm originally from the Philippines. So I was born and raised in Manila. When I was in my mid-20s, I moved to the States to work and pursue grad school, so as a foreign student. And during that time, since I did not have a U.S. passport, my travels were very, very limited. So I could only travel back home to the Philippines. So that somehow made me very I, I felt like I was restricted. So the moment I got naturalized and got my u s passport, the floodgates have opened, and I just traveled everywhere. So to answer a question about the credit cards, I grew up poor in the Philippines, and I did not have a lot of resources for travel. So when I moved to the states, i had my first experience with credit cards because when i was in pursuing my grad school my parents could not really send me money so i used credit cards to pay for my tuition fees and during that time i could actually do several balance transfers so i'm actually grateful for credit cards because if it weren't for them i would have not been able to fund my education so after graduating from grad school i paid off my debt but i also became extremely frugal because i didn't want to spend a lot of money but i also love to travel so when i discovered travel hacking that was when i was incredibly thrilled because finally i can travel and see the world without breaking the bank i actually see travel hacking as the marriage between frugality and love for travel so and that's when i started just dipping my toes and eventually deep diving into into travel hacking and using miles and points to travel.
0: When you were paying for your tuition on credit cards, did that result in some crazy interest charges or fees or anything? Or was it all good because of the balance transfers and you were able to earn points on
1: your tuition? So that's a great question. So during that time, I did not know about points and miles. So my credit cards were mostly cash back, but I did not earn a lot of interest. So essentially I went to school interest free because after I charged uh, my tuition fee on my credit card, I did not incur any interest fees for about 12 months. And when that time is up, when I'm do to start paying interest, I would move it to a different credit card. So I think transferring to a different credit card would incur a small fee, but it's also just completely interest-free for a year. So I, I feel like I'm blessed because after I graduated I, my sole focus was just to pay off my credit card debt. And I was able to pay that after, after two years, but I was also living very frugally. I only rented a small room. I was skimping on everything, just trying to save up so I could pay my credit card uh, fees, but that actually developed into a very strong habit of saving. So after I paid off all of my debt, I, just went I, I just saved so much I maximized all of my retirement accounts and uh and that paved the way to be financially free so and then the credit cards for travel came a few years after which is again I feel like i'm very grateful that I was able to come across this hobby of ours which is just phenomenal and I love AA Miles. I value it very highly. So yeah, that's a good credit card to apply for.
0: What are some of your favorite uses for AA Miles?
1: Oh, wow. Great question. So Q-Suites, Qatar Q-Suites is, I think, an aspirational redemption. I actually just recently flew to the Maldives from San Francisco on Q-suites. And that would only require 70,000 AA points. And if you compare that with other flex or other airlines, I think 70,000 on a phenomenal, terrific business class product is unbeatable. And that also gives you an opportunity to stay in their lounge in Doha, which is just stunning So another sweet spot for AA is their flights to Cape Town and Johannesburg. So this is, again, via Qatar Q-Suites. So to fly to Central Asia and the Middle East, Qatar AA charges 70,000 points. Just add 5,000 AA miles, and you can actually fly from the States all the way to South Africa. And that's two long legs on Qatar Q-Suites. So I have that flight coming up in August. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: How do you earn a lot of your American Airlines miles? Because that one is one of the most difficult to transfer to. Chase doesn't really transfer there. American Express doesn't really transfer there. How are you getting your American Airlines points?
1: Oh, great question. So aside from the sign-up bonuses, so I did apply for a lot of AA My credit cards back in the day, and I've churned that a lot. So churn means that I would close and then apply again after a couple of years. Now you can't do that anymore because City has recently enforced a forty-eight month wait period between AA applications. So aside from the sign-up bonuses, I go to the AA shopping portal, and I've been posting a lot about this in Instagram and the Facebook group we're in. It's possible to accrue a lot of points just by maximizing different deals. Like there was this one deal wherein you uh, sign up for Baby List. It's like a baby registry website. You just sign up and you get a thousand AA miles. Yesterday, I just signed up for Market Watch. I think this is like an online news agency connected with Wall Street Journal. You pay one dollar, and then you get a thousand AA miles as well. So. I take advantage of all of those deals. Also, Simply Miles. Just recently, they have that deal where you send a donation and day 40 exit. They gave you a 40 times bonus of what you had donated. So making sure that I'm always updated and always consistently checking out the different deals from different blogs on AA. So, And this year, actually, this year, they'll give you AA status just by accruing loyalty points. So the points that you accrue from credit card spend, from the shopping portals, that can count towards your AA status. So I'm excited to see how far in the game I'd get. So hopefully I get AA status this year.
0: What does it generally take from a spending requirement if you Never actually flew American Airlines. How much would you have to spend on these credit cards to get a good amount of status, or how much, how many points would it take? Yes.
1: Yeah, so for the lowest elite status, which is gold, I believe you need thirty thousand loyalty points. And I am my my strategy is not doing a lot of credit card spend. My strategy is to take advantage of the shopping portals because there's an opportunity cost. So if I have another credit card that gives a higher bonus on a specific item or specific merchant, then I'll definitely use that other credit card. So for example, if I use my AA card in groceries, I would only get one point. But if I use, let's just say to chase freedom, which gives five points this quarter, then that's a no brainer for me. I would definitely use the freedom. So right now I have been focused on just doing the bonuses in the portal. So <clears throat> it's 30,000 loyalty points to reach gold, but to achieve the highest year, it's, I think, 200,000 to reach executive platinum. But lo- to earn loyalty points, you have a bunch of options on how to generate those AA points from the portals, from, from flying. Flying is one, booking hotels through rocket miles, and there's a bunch of other Uh, ways on how to generate it. But this is the first time that a U.S. carrier has revamped their own, their earning structure for elite status. So I'm not sure if other airlines will follow suit, but I'm excited to see how this will come about with AA because I think it's very exciting that it's now possible to earn status even without a lot of flying.
0: How do you find a lot of these deals for American Airlines bonus points? Are you just checking the shopping portal every day to see what's available? Or do you have some favorite blogs that you follow that post these?
1: Yeah, so the Frequent Miler actually ran into him at Miraval in Arizona a few weeks ago. And during that, we had a brief chat and he talked about his blog and that the blog will actually discuss ways and methods on how to achieve AA status without a lot of flying. So I consistently uh, consume Frequent Myer, frequent milers blog. And then I have a bunch of friends. They actually, we managed his Facebook group, and then we post all of these AA deals on there consistently. So we just make sure that all of us are on the same page we're all maximizing and leveraging all of these aa deals so it's fun to do it with a group of like-minded friends cuz doing it by yourself it's very very challenging since it takes a lot of effort just to monitor the different blogs and the different deals so we somehow take turns like i would go to the aa shopping portal and check out what deals are Amazing, and then I would go to Cashback Monitor just to see what I could stack, or I would check Chase and Amex offers because that's also a possibility. So I believe there was a promo on Sun Basket where in a the AA portal actually gave thirty seven thousand points, and there is a concurrent Amex offer that gave twenty five dollars off. So I was able to stack that and earn the points plus the cashback. Plus, I believe nine ready to heat meals. I think it was a, it was a terrific value. So yeah. So it's good to read blogs. It's good to find a community wherein people are equally motivated to earn status without flying. So I think those are the key things.
0: What's the name of your Facebook group?
1: Travel miles and points.
0: Awesome. So lots of different ways to earn American Airlines points, even though there aren't that many transfer partners from credit cards. Let's talk about one of the programs where almost any type of credit card point can transfer there. Let's talk about Singapore Airlines. What are some of your favorite ways that you have used miles transferred to Singapore Airlines?
1: Yeah, so Singapore Chris Flyer program is one of my favorites because it is connected with the four banks, right? So you can transfer Chase Ultimate Rewards, Amex, Citi, and Capital One into the Chris Fire program. As far as redemption, I love flying their premium products, um, their first-class suites. So back in the day, you can actually fly it from the West Coast. So one of my favorite redemptions, one of my actually first redemptions was to fly first class on their suites from LAX to Singapore and then to New Delhi in India. So the entire leg, all of the legs were on uh, the A380. A380 went to Singapore suites. So during that time, it was 106 Singapore Chris Flyer miles. But when I was checking the chart yesterday, that same flight now cost 153000 so, um just this is just a, a great opportunity to tell I guess your listeners that you know just redeem when you see a sweet spot or a f- phenomenal opportunity to get on a amazing product to use those points because they eventually lose their value but I have several flights coming up this year on on Singapore one was is the Frankfurt to JFK on sweets and so that requires 86,000 Chris Fire miles. And I believe you're also taking that flight as well. So I
0: am. I'm very excited because that's going to be my first first class flight. I've done a couple of business class flights now, but we're doing business class from New York to Frankfurt and then first class on the way back with these amazing (laughs) suites that you can actually take the wall down and convert two seats into a double bed, like a full-size bed on an airplane. So I'm very excited about that. Tell us about what the experience is like flying in Singapore first class. What is the food like?
1: The food was amazing. So the hard product and the soft product, they're both just outstanding. And I love Asian carriers because they are there to really make sure that you are taken care of. And Singapore Airlines, the service was just out of this world.
0: If you are listening to this episode thinking, I wish I could travel like this, but I don't know where to start. I offer free credit card consultations by email at com slash consultations. Additionally, I host a masterclass and group coaching session each month. You can find the links to sign up for the consultations, monthly masterclasses, and Patreon, which gets you access to the masterclasses and also recordings of all past events in the show notes. This week's Patreon shout out goes out to early. Thank you so much for being a part of the GeoBreeze Travel Patreon community.
1: Since for redeeming Singapore, I also make sh- I also like redeeming flights that actually also stops in Singapore because they have an incredible lounge. So the food is is amazing. I'm looking forward to that, but just the product, just just the suite. Like you will have your own space with a lot of room. I believe there will be a separate couch that converts into a bed and then you have a separate seat and just the amenities, they make a trip very memorable. And the experience does not only happen in inside a plane, the entire experience starts when you um, check in at the airport because you do have a separate lane, everything's convenient, you have access to the lounge where you're departing from and, and just the whole nine yards. I I think it's, it's unforgettable. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But I was surprised because the Frankfurt to JFK is now 86,000. I redeemed a fifth freedom flight back in 2016, which was Moscow to Houston. It only cost 57,000 to fly first class. So now it's 30,000 much more expensive. So I was just quite surprised by that.
0: Yeah, like you said, it's important to earn and burn your miles quickly because even though chase points and Amex points don't devalue in themselves, whatever you transfer them to or redeem them for will devalue. So whether it's a hotel room that today costs 15,000 points, but next year might cost 20,000 or a flight that a couple years ago cost 60,000 and now could cost 80,000. You wanna make sure that you're spending your points and not hoarding them because like everything else, inflation kind of hits points and it could be more expensive next year.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, you hit it right on the head, yeah.
0: So since you can transfer almost any kind of flexible point to Singapore Airlines, which one do you mostly focus on earning? Do you mostly focus on getting more Chase points or Amex points, City? which one's easiest for you and the one that you spend the most time earning?
1: I do them all. <laughs> I do them all. So I am constantly accumulating Chase Ultimate Rewards, Amex and City Thank You points. So City Thank You is a bit much harder to accrue and I value those points quite I value City Thank You points at a higher I guess value because I am able to transfer thank you points to Turkish. So I just exclusively use city thank you points with Turkish. For Amex and um, Chase, those are the points that I transferred to Singapore Airlines. And I also wait for transfer partner bonuses. So recently there was a bonus wherein you, if you transfer points to Singapore, you will get 15% additional points. So I was able to transfer a lot of points into Singapore during that time. So I constantly accrue all of these currencies because they're very valuable. For Chase Ultimate Rewards, most of my redemptions are Hyatt. So I guess just to answer your question, I normally transfer AMX points to Singapore because Chase, I almost exclusively transferred to Hyatt.
0: I'm the same way. My Chase points go towards Hyatt and then my American Express points go towards different flights.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: How do you normally earn a lot of these points to just keep going on these first class flights? Are you just opening more cards throughout the year or do you have other ways that you like to earn
1: points? Yes. So um, business cards are very powerful. So I know a lot of people they are only applying for personal cards, but that would have a ceiling that, you know, eventually you will reach a dead end and reach a cap on the points that you will earn just by applying for personal cards. So I leverage business cards a lot and apply for multiple business cards every, you know, every so often. So that is a huge generator of, points and miles for me. I do a lot of things like I also have been doing buying groups for a couple of years now so that has been another wonderful way of accruing points and just just regular spending just I pay estimated taxes. I pay estimated taxes using using credit cards. So every quarter I would send the IRS money and you can use credit cards to pay for that or gift cards, which are considered debit cards if you want to save a couple of a couple of dollars. So that's how I, I accrue a lot of points. There's one card that I absolutely love, which is the Chase in cash. So I have uh, two of those and I try to maximize those every year. I believe you can spend up to 25000 at office supply stores. So you could get five points per dollar. So, that is one of my favorite business credit cards wherein I pay a lot of, I purchase a lot of gift cards. I use those gift cards to pay for other stuff. And that's a great way to, to earn.
0: Do you do gift card reselling as well? I know a lot of people will use their Chase Inc. Cash 5X points to buy Home Depot gift cards or Target gift cards or something else and then resell it on Gift Card Granny or raise or any of those other websites. Do you do any of that too?
1: I did. I did do it a couple years back, but I just, I stopped maybe one or two years ago because it's just a lot of effort and time. I actually resell my gift cards to an individual and he also has a Facebook group and that's where he announces the gift cards that. He is buying. So I've recently stopped that and just focused on buying groups. Because when if you sell gift cards, you actually lose a portion of the value of the gift card. Like for example, if I sell a $500 Best Buy gift card, the reseller would only pay me $480. For buying groups, you do have the option to get the entire value back, plus the points accrued from your credit cards, or sometimes if the items are extremely in demand, they would actually provide a commission. So given the choice, I, I, I'm I, only engaging in buying groups now and not in a more gift card reselling.
0: That makes sense because the margins are pretty small on those gift cards. Even if you're earning 5% back through your card or 10% if you can get $0.02 cents per point and you're earning 5 points per dollar... If you have to sell the card at an eight or nine percent discount, that's a lot of work for a 1% margin. So like you said, buying groups are a bit easier.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I don't like and I don't like losing value. You know, I I you know it's so hard to to earn money. Like we work so hard and then I just don't wanna just let go of of money that easily. So yeah, I think buying groups is a much better option. It does it does require a lot of legwork though. You need to have a spreadsheet. You need to be very on top of things. And when a deal comes up, comes out, you have to kind of pounce and purchase immediately because a lot of people are into buying groups as well. So there's a lot of competition. But when I started, it was very very easy to buy a lot of this, these items. Not anymore now. When I see a deal, when I log on, it's already sold out. So yeah, you just have to be very fast.
0: Yeah. For anybody who's not familiar with buying groups and you're like, this sounds magical. I want to learn a lot more about this. We actually have a full two hour recording about buying groups in the Patreon if anybody's interested in learning more about those. So tell us more about some of the future trips that you have planned with Singapore Airlines. Is there anything else we haven't covered?
1: Yeah. So I do have three redemptions with Singapore this year. The first one, which I've already mentioned, which is the Frankfurt to JFK redemption on the first class suite. Singapore is also partners with Alaska airlines and Chris flyer. Singapore has their own chart on Alaska, Alaska redemptions. So next month, We are actually going to Hawaii on Alaska Airlines, but we redeemed Singapore Chris Flyer miles. So if I were to fly on Alaska, Alaska would charge 20,000 Alaska miles between the West Coast and Hawaii. Coming back, though, we redeemed Turkish miles, which is 7,500. And and this was going to be on United Metal.
0: Yeah, that's an awesome sweet spot, too. I keep talking about it on Instagram and a lot of other people talk about it on Instagram, but I feel like some people still don't know that if you earn Capital One or City points or Built points, you can transfer them to Turkish Miles and Smiles and fly anywhere in the US for 7,500 points, including Alaska or Hawaii, one way, in economy. There's also supposedly some business class redemptions where you can pay 12,500 points to fly anywhere across the US, including Hawaii or Alaska. In business class. Yes. But mm-hmm. I feel like that award availability is mythical. I've never actually found that award availability ever, but supposedly it exists. It's just such a good deal that if ever it pops up, it disappears super quick because people will jump on it very quickly.
1: Absolutely. So I've not been successful in booking Turkish business, but on coach, yes. So it's definitely possible, either far like 12 months, 11 months. In advance, booking 11 months in advance or closer to departure if the flights are pretty open. And so United will release more Saver Award space. And when that's released, then it will become available with Turkish. For sure. Yeah. And I think there's another flight that I'm flying from SFO to Cape Town uh, on Singapore. And I've flown this product before um, several years back. So I'm doing it again in August. So I'm looking forward to that. So this is also in Singapore. I redeemed 113,000 Singapore crisp flyer miles. Now that's a bit expensive compared to other programs um, because AA only charges 75,000. But the only way you could fly Singapore premium is through their program. So I really don't have a choice. And also Singapore miles are much easier to accrue than AA.
0: When you fly the Singapore product to all of these different destinations, whether it's to Singapore, Frankfurt, Cape Town, is it all the same or does the product feel different when you're flying to different destinations?
1: So it depends on the aircraft. It depends on the equipment that the airline uses. So when I flew first-class suites to Delhi, they use an A380. So the plane was definitely much larger, and the suites were definitely it felt more luxurious. There's more space. Now, flying business class on Singapore on the A on their A350, it's not as spacious as the A380. The configuration, the seat configuration is one to one. So there's not a lot. Of, it's it's still pretty good, but it's not a lot of privacy. you don't you, you know you don't it's all still all aisle access, but you still see your seatmate <laughs> so so it depends on the product depends on the cabin that you booked. There's a lot of different variables, but the uh, service is very consistent, just how you're treated by the flight attendants, the food, just the execution of of the Of how the service is provided it it's just phenomenal so yeah
0: are the amenity kits and the menus differing by flight and region like do they try to make it to more of an indian palette for new delhi or a south african palette for cape town or is it a pretty consistent menu and same with amenity kits
1: you know what actually they have dine on demand so you can select which type of cuisine you would want to eat. So I I remember when I flew to India, they have a variety of different menus that they offered on their website. I remember, I think it's more than 20 options. So you could actually select even before the flight. So that's a good question. I'm not sure about the business class product. I can remember if we can also do that, um, Via the website, but I remember the first class suite. We were able to select the type of food that we would like to have on board. So the menu was quite extensive. It's not only like three or four choices. I remember having um, maybe seeing maybe twenty different choices on the website.
0: That's amazing. And so, if you're flying Singapore Airlines first class, business class, you should make sure to log on. A few days ahead and order all of these, right? Don't just show up on the plane and they're like, "Oh, we're not ready."
1: Yes, yeah. I mean, if you forgot to log on and select your your food selections, I'm sure they have something prepared. But if your palate requires a certain cuisine or if we have dietary restrictions, so I highly recommend logging on and selecting the food choices that you prefer, so they could be ready for you when you're on the flight. And and there's so many choices. I hope that it's still the same. I've not flown them for a couple of years, but back in 2015, 2016, I know they have multiple choices online on their website.
0: Awesome. Anything else that we haven't covered about Singapore Airlines that you'd like to share?
1: Oh, I think that's about it. Um, Just, I love the fact that you could transfer all of these currencies into Singapore, I think it's just a product that any travel hacker should experience at least once. Because the business class and first class on Singapore Airlines cannot be redeemed on any other Star Alliance partners. You have to redeem it via Singapore Cris Flyer. So maybe in the future, they would allow those redemptions to be available um, via United or Aeroplan. But right now, the only way to redeem it is through Singapore Chris Flyer and when redeeming for awards, I believe they open their award calendar 365 days in advance. So if you really want to fly first class or business class and you do have a lot of flexibility, then you can, I love logging on and just playing around and doing award searches. So if you want to f- have a guaranteed award space, then I would log on maybe 12 months, 11 months before your intended flight so you could get the seat that you want. Because there's the award space for Saver Award is very limited. so And a lot of people are also trying to redeem those seats. So there's a lot of competition. Another great feature or another great benefit of Singapore uh, Redemptions is that they allow stopovers in Singapore for as long as you want by adding $100 um, onto your ticket. So typically they only have this on round trip flights, but for some reason they also become available if you have another long haul flight after. Um, landing in Singapore. So for example, our flight from San Francisco to Singapore, Singapore to Cape Town, just add an extra $100 on the fare. You can stay in Singapore for four or five days or for as long as you want as a free stopover. I think that's a wonderful perk.
0: One of my other favorite things about Singapore is that this year, I'm not sure if this is common Every year, but they had a promotion where if you had transferred 250,000 points into your Singapore bank from any currency, Amex, Chase, whatever, it would give you Singapore gold status, which gave you Star Alliance gold status. So now I have access to United Lounges and all of the other Star Alliance lounges that are part of this program without ever having flown Singapore before, which I think is great.
1: Absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I took advantage of that same perk. So I transferred 250,000. Actually, I didn't transfer 250,000 because the when I transferred, there was a transfer bonus. And I think the bonus also added towards that 250,000. Is that correct?
0: Yes. So it was 250,000 minus 30% of that. And you would still get
1: Singapore gold. Yeah, so I do have Singapore Gold as well. And I believe they just extended that for another year. So I have to read upon that. But yeah, we have access to Star Alliance lounges whenever we're traveling. So just an amazing perk.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for telling us about all of the different perks with Singapore's Chris Flyer program and all of the cool redemptions that you've gotten to take, how you can earn points to do all of these different redemptions and also for American Airlines as well. So as we're kind of wrapping up here, what would you say is your best piece of travel hacking advice for listeners today?
1: Ooh, that's I have a couple. The first one is to pay off your credit card bills on time. I think that's very important. And so I suggest having a sinking fund or an emergency fund where you can tap when the credit card bill comes around. So Paying credit card fees is not a good idea. So I always make sure that I tell friends, I tell people who reach out to me just to make sure that you have like a budget that you can utilize and you can easily deploy to pay off those um, credit card bills. And also I see travel hacking just like investing. It's always good to have a diversified portfolio of different points currencies because you may want to go to a bucket list vacation destination and you've realized that uh, you can only fly there using Turkish and therefore you need city thank you points or Capital One points. So it's always good to diversify. With that said, if you're just starting as a travel hacker, I would suggest to focus on just one currency to begin with and then gradually leveling up. And also just Keep on earning and keep on redeeming, as you've mentioned, to earn and burn, because all of these sweet spots, they're all temporary. I mean, they all go away. So I highly suggest to whenever they arise, if there is like a sale or if a product that you really want to try out, like a business class product that you want to try out and it suddenly became available. In the past, I would take time to think about it. Now I just pounce and book, you have 24 hours to cancel anyway. So because these sweet spots, they go really fast and uh, they're all temporary and life is temporary. Life is short, right? So we want to fill our memories with these unforgettable travel experiences. And with travel hacking, you can do it nearly free. So those are my uh, advice (laughs) for beginners and people who are already travel hacking.
0: That was all fantastic advice. And speaking of fantastic advice, can you give shout outs to somebody else who you think that listeners should go follow for awesome points and miles tips?
1: So I would like to give a shout out to my friend, Ariana. She is on Instagram at Point Chaser. When I was starting in this hobby, I devoured her blog. She focused on manufactured spending. Unfortunately, that's not anymore available for a lot of people in America. But her blog was just uh, a treasure trove of advanced ideas on how to, uh, on how to accrue a lot of mouse and points. So yeah, I want to give a shout out to her because without her, I won't be here.
0: <laughs> awesome. And where can we find you on the internet?
1: So I am an in I'm an Instagram at the Frugal Tourist. So the underscore frugal underscore tourist. I'm also in our Facebook group where in we just talk about how to earn, how to redeem constantly every day. So and that Facebook group is uh, in travel miles and points.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris, so much for taking the time again today to talk to us about Singapore Airlines Curse Value Program.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Julia. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too. So please and thank you. Yes, I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly masterclass hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to GeoBreezeTravel.com slash hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels.